0: So we are at the very bottom of 96B, in the Aramaic side is the fifth line towards the end when it says two dots, tanul, or and if you come to the English it's 96B6, also uh, is in the first column, the last part, the Gemara digresses to a discussion concerning the identity of the gatherer the Meko'ishesh him. so what happened is that yesterday we ended when the Gemara had three opinions what did this person do the Meko'ishesh but the so we are in 96b6 but the Chumash doesn't say who was that person so says the Gemara Tanurabana. That person, that gather, 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 <laughs> gatherer of wood, was Tzlovchad. And Tzlovchad is very famous by his five daughters. How do we know this? The Genoemer, because we find a word. You can make a connection to a different verse. It says, Now, look at the Ashgacha practice. This is, this week's parashah in Israel. Okay? And they found, and this was when in the wilderness, and they found a man gathering wood in the Shabbos day. And regarding later on his daughters they told Moshe Rabbeinu Romer, al Avinu Vamidbar our father died in the wilderness so you see that this word in the wilderness Vamidbar, it's in both verses so you can make a bridge, a connection Maa Leala just like in the, this last verse these were the daughters of Tzlovchad Afkan Slovkad. So also in the verse of the Mikoshesh eight Sim was Slovkad. Divray Rabbi Kive, none less than the great Rabbi Kiva. Oma Rabida Bem Ben Beseira. was upset with Rabbi Kiva. And he told him, Makiva, Benkahubenka Tali, Oisili Tenesadin. In either way, you're gonna be punished in the future. varecha. first of all, what do you have to gain? If it's true that that Shaba, according to you exists, we're going to see some what's the story with that. The Torah didn't want to reveal his identity and now you have to make it public. And if you are mistaken, it's even worse. is the defamation. So Ravida Meir was quite not impressed with Rabbi Akiva's But the Gemara let's move on to page ninety-seven ask, shaba?" But hold on, here gzera shaba. So the Gemara says, "No, shaba loy So it's very interesting. The Gemara gamar means learned. Okay, Rabbi Akiva had gzera shaba. Now, if you look in the footnotes, this is something very important to know. gzera Shabbat, taking one word over here and the same word in a different verse and connecting them, cannot be made by, by you. You cannot decide tomorrow, learning the parasha, and remember it was the same word in Breshis, and make aqzerah Shabbat. That has to come from Moshe Rabbeinu, the oral tradition. So the Gemara questions on Rabbi Dabem Bezeira. <laughs> Why? Why are you telling Rabbi Kiva? It's a Kzera Shavah. And that came down from Moshe Rabbeinu. So says the Gemara, Gzera Shavah lo'i gomar. No, So the Aschul already add the words that Rabbi uda Ben didn't have that Gzera Shavah. But there are some opinions looking at the footnote number three that some even read that according to Rabbi uda Ben or maybe, yeah, Rabbi Kiva didn't get that Gzerah Shavah. The Gemara just says, he didn't have that zero Shabbat. So maybe it's Rabbi Akiva, the one that according to Rabbi ben Beisera, he never got such a, a zero Shabbat. According to Rabbi Akiva, he did get it. Okay. So the Gemara goes back to Rabbi ben Beisera. Okay. If according to you, he wasn't Tzlovchad, or Tzlovchad wasn't the Mekosh Hashetzim, so according to him, what happened to Tzlovchad? Because his daughters told Moshe he died on his own sin." So what was the sin of Tzlofchad? says mi This was from the Mapilim. also from Parshat Shlach, that after the Jewish people were punished, they're going to have to stay for years in the desert. So you know, it's called the psychological effect of going against the When Hashem says, "Go to the land of Israel," they say, "We don't want to go." Now Hashem says, "Okay, now you cannot go." Say, so, "No, no, no, now we want to go." That was defiance. So it says that after Moshe told them in the name of Hashem, they're gonna die, and they're gonna stay for forty years in the desert. Now the Jewish people say, "No, now we're going." And Hashem told Moshe, and Moshe told them, "Don't go. If you're gonna go, you're gonna be killed." But they didn't listen. They went in a diaphi- the, 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 the defiantly attitude, ascending to the mountain top, and a and the, the Knani came and they killed them. So, according to Nabi Yehuda Ben Bezerah, was one of those people that they killed over there. Okay. Now, a second topic, and now this is related to our parasha here in Chutzlaret, Parashas Valoiska. So at the end of this week's parasha here in South Africa is a famous episode that Miriam spoke with Aaron regarding Moshe, and we all know the story that Zipporah, they noticed Zipporah wasn't putting in any makeup anymore, or she commented something about um, Eldad, who made dad umeidad, receiving prophecy, and she said, "Oi, for the wives, now they're going to separate if they're prophets. And Miriam asked, Zipporah, what do you mean? Why, if Eldad and Umaidad dad are going to be prophets, they're going to have to separate from their wives? So I said, Zipporah, because that's what Moshe Rabbeinu did to me. He separated from, from being together with me. So Miriam said, How come? We are also prophets. So he went, she went, and she spoke with Moshe. And the parasha says that she got tzaras, right? So look in Rav Eki Vazdrosh, the same thing at uh, that episode. It says, And Hashem got angry at them, in plural, bam, and then he went away. So says, Rabbi Akiva, Melamed, Shav, Aaron, and This is a bit Hiddush. I never knew this. According to Rabbi Akiva, not only Miriam got Tsaras, even Aaron and Cohen got Tsaras for that, for listening to Miriam. This according to Rabbi, Rabbi Akiva. And again, Oman, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva, comes again to disagree with Rabbi Akiva. Say, Akiva. No matter what, you can end up being punished. Because even if it's true, the Torah covered that, didn't want to conceal it, and now you make it public? That Aaron also got saras. <laughs> That's what it is. Up until yesterday, I didn't know that. They love and says Rabbi David and it's not even if it's not even true. Atamot Laz a lotui is mamish ra. You're defaming such a tzaddik, then you're gonna get even worse. But the Gemara asks Rabbi Rabid ben Bessera, V'elaksiv a but it's written that Hashem got angry at both of them. So Rabbi Kiva has a source to his drasha. Says the Gemara, U'benezifo the alma. Yeah, it, it says in the pasuk that Hashem got angry at them, and that is a sign of rebuke. But it doesn't mean that also Aaron got tzaras. But the gemara brings a brisa that also follows a Yehuda's opinion. Tanya on the d'omar ab Aaron nitzarah, and this brisa learns it from a different pasuk. That also Aaron got tzaras because it says Aaron so right after Hashem left and Miriam got Tzaraz, it says in the verse, and Aaron turned to Miriam and behold, she was afflicted with Tzaraz. So what, 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 what is the verse telling us by that? So look in the word that it says Ba'ifen. So Ba'ifen means to turn. So it says uh, the Shepana Shepana Mitzarato, that he turned from being Tzadat. So the difference between Aaron's Tzadat and Miriam's, that Aaron's was an instant. As we are going to see now in the next uh, part of the Gemara, just like Moshe Rabbeinu we're going to see the burning bush. He put his hand, we're about to see that, under his arm and then he took it out and it was Tzadat. And then he brought it back in and out and it was okay. The same thing, Aaron. Because he wasn't as responsible, as guilty as Miriam, even though he got saraz, but Aaron Saras was just for an instant. And Miriam it stayed for a whole week. So uh, Rish Lakish says Rish Lakish. I hoshe If any person suspects Innocent people, without any basis. He's going to be striking, stricken, he's going to be hit in his body. So this is the episode of the burning bush. When Hashem appeared to Moshe Rabbeinu in the snare, and Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, go to me, Mitzrayim, and tell the Jewish people, I'm going to take them out. So Moshe Rabbeinu tells Hashem, no, they won't believe me, they won't trust me. So says, Behold, they would not believe in me. So, But it was revealed before the Holy One blessed be He that Israel, yes, would believe Moshe Rabbeinu. So, Amagloi, So Hashem replied to Moshe Rabbeinu, Hen maminim, maminim. What are you talking? The Jewish people are believers, children of believers. The Gemara is going to quote. How do we know these two things? That ta, but you Moshe, and you're gonna see that ultimately you you are gonna be the one that won't be will believe. So the Gemara explains. This was Swiss Lakish It says, How do we know the Jewish people were believers? Because it says right after Moshe Abben went into Egypt, and they and they the people believed him. So you see, they were believers, and how you say, uh, how do we know the Aminim, that they were descendants of people that were believers, because the God in Abraham Avinu it says, that uh, when Hashem told Abraham Avinu that he was going to have a child, so it says that Abraham Avinu believed in Hashem that he was going to have a child. But atta but you Moshe Rabeinu says Hashem At the end you ultimately you will, you're gonna to fail to believe when in Parshas Hukas Shenemar Yano emantem Bi Begoimer. Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu when he hit the rock, uh, instead of speaking to the rock according to Rashi, Hashem tells him and to Aaron, because you did not believe in me, therefore you won't be able to go. Into the land of Israel. Says the Gemara, so uh, how do we see that uh, Moshe Rabbeinu was punished? Because that was Rish Lakish uh, teaching. Rish said, whoever uh, has any suspicion on righteous people, he's going to be punished with his body first. And I forgot to mention, Usually Hashem rather punishes people with their money, as a sign they have to do tshuva and only afterwards if they don't tshuva, people, Hashem punishes people with their bodies. So how do we know that Moshe Rabbeinu was punished right away in his body? Because uh, in that verse says the the HaShem mm-hmm. loy od abana Moshe Rabbeinu, bring your hand to your, your bosom and he brought his hand to his bosom and he withdrew it and behold his hand was streaking with tzaraz like snow so we see it wasn't just Hashem because Moshe Rabbeinu had asked for a sign to show the people Hashem had sent him so it wasn't just like another sign like when he threw the, the staff and became a snake it was a punishment because he spoke Lashenora, the Jewish people wouldn't believe him, he got stricken, or stricken, sorry, correct me, with Tzaras. The so, they said the following teaching. Whenever Hashem has to punish, or whenever Hashem rewards, always the beneficent measure is going to come faster than the punishment. How do we know this? In this episode, the Ilu Vemidas Puranus, regarding Moshe Rabbinu getting Tzaraz, it says, So regarding the measurement of punishment, it says, And Moshe took out his hand, and behold, his hand was stricken with Tzaraz like snow. So that it's an implication that as it was coming out, still was okay. Only when it completely came out, then the hand became metzora. But regarding, when Hashem cured that instantaneously, momentarily, charas says, that Moshe Rabbeinu, it says, um, then he withdrew it from his bosom, and behold, it reverted to be like his flesh. So why in the second verse, the Torah adds the words, michei from his bosom. That indicates that michei koi was the of Saroi, that even, already, even still, while it was still inside of his bosom, was already cured. So we see, to get saras, only when it came out. And to be cured, already, already inside, already had been cured, okay. And just to end up a little bit of a Galata, says the Gemara regarding the when uh, Moshe and Aaron went to Paro, and they threw the staff, and he became a snake, and Paro threw his and called all the ki- kindergarten kids over there, and everybody were throwing staffs, and all them became snakes, and then Aaron's staff ate and swallow all the rest. So it says in the verse, es and the staff of Aaron swallowed their staffs. So, Amar, Rabbi, Lozod, neis besoich neis. it was a miracle within a miracle. Why? It was definitely a miracle that a staff becomes a snake, right? But then, the the, the 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 simple understanding would be that Adam's snake swallowed all the snakes of the Egyptians, but no, in the verse says it went back to become a staff, was already only a piece of wood, and then when all of them were only pieces of wood, went and swallowed all of them. So it was a miracle within a miracle, and that's why Paro got very impressed, but that didn't help for him to do tshuva. Okay. Thank you for joining the Agath of today. Now, we're going to move to Allah. So, going back to Otzah. So, in the Mishnah, it says, there's a machloket between Ravikiv and the Chochamim. If somebody throws, like a frisbee, okay? somebody throws something, starting in a private domain, Sorry, flying through a public domain and finally coming back into a private domain. So, according to Ravekiva Kiva, the person is going to be liable. According to the Hochomim, he's going to be patriot exempt. So, boy, Robo, Robo had a question on this. The disagreement between Ravekiva Kiva and the sages are in a case. When he threw the object under tenth Fahim, closer to the ground tenth Fahim, and this is the topic of their disagreement. The Mar Kluta that according to Rebekiva we say and we saw exactly this at the very beginning in the first chapter, I hope you remember it, that something that is flying through a domain alachically, kluta means contained. That's the way Ashkel translates the word kluta. Liklot is to grab. But over here it means, according to Rabbi Kiva, something flying under 10th Fahim. Why? Because the, 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 um, the dominium, the, the domain of Reshus Arobin only goes up to 10th Fahim, one meter high. So when he flies inside of, the, of that domain, so according to Rabbi Kiva, we consider it a logically as if it's already landed so even though physically still flying is a frisbee, but i we look at it as if it already landed and that's why it's considered that it went from russia to russia sarabim and then again from Rosh sarabim to russia sarabim so that is a v'kiva. umar sabar but the chachamim in our Mishnah they hold lombrina and kluta kemashuncha they don't they don't uh, hold of this principle. But all this says Raba, when the object went flying under ten tfahim as we explained. But in a case when they would be throwing it higher than ten tfahim, maybe the Brea Kol Patur, then everybody would exempt it. The loyal Finan Zorich And even Rabbi Kiva agrees that we don't learn the throwing from handing over. So yesterday we saw in the Mishnah, and actually I forgot to mention, so let me mention it now. Moshit is a very interesting exception of the alohe. So what is Moshit? Which is handing over from one person to another. So we saw it previously, we mentioned it yesterday. They had two wagons, one next to the other, and each wagon was a reshus yahid, was more than four by four Fahim and higher than ten Fahim. So there were reshus yachid, and in between there was a reshus arabim. So they handed the planks, the boards of wood, from one wagon to the other one. But that went higher than ten Fahim. So in principle of Otzah, that should be patu, that should be exempt. Because we have been learning many, many times, and I just said it a few minutes ago, that the ratio are only goes up to 10th Fahim. So if they were handing over higher than that, so according to the simple Allah of Aitza, that shouldn't be a problem. So this is a unique exception that only applies to, to this situation of handing over. So that's why, maybe, according to both Rabequiva and Jehochamim, you only have what the Allah has said, what they did exactly. They were handing over the planks from one wagon to another, but somebody that throws, they didn't throw, we spoke about it yesterday, the, the, the planks from one to another. So therefore, we don't, we don't learn, because it's higher than ten Fahim. So that's why even Rabe Kiba would agree that the person is patent is exempt so that is the Raba's question Odilma but the other side of the question says Rava, maybe perhaps no Rava Kiva is so stringent that according to Raba Kiva even higher than 10 if you throw an object you're going, to, you're going to be liable. Why? This is the basis of their argument. The Marsav, Al-Finn, that according to the indeed, we do learn throwing from handing over. The According to the other opinion, to the Hohamim, we don't learn one from the other. Throwing from handing over. And if that would be the case, and that is the argument of our Mishnah, then says Sara. But then we can say that below 10, Even the Chachami would agree that he is liable. And my time, of what is the reason? Because they agree with the principle, That something that is contained in the airspace of the domain is legally viewed as you have already come to rest over there. So you get it, we saw this in Peregrine. exactly this. So the Mishnah's argument is below 10 or higher than 10, but below 10, everybody would agree he's liable. So Rabbi Yosef says, Actually, your question was the same question that Ravhiza Yosef had. And actually Rabamnuna was able to give Rahiza an answer meha base in a Brisa The Brisa says that if a person is transferring from a private domain to a private domain, and uh, this object is passing, flying through the public domain itself, so, what is the difference between this Braisa and the, the Mishnah? The word Atzma, itself. The Mishnah doesn't say the word itself, that it was passing through the public domain itself. It only said it went from private to private via public. But if, over here, the Braisa says itself. And on that, Rabbi Kiva Poitrin. Rabbi Kiva says he's liable, and Chacham is he's going to be exempt. So says, Rabbi Mnuna, from the fact that the Braisa used the word through the public domain itself, so Pshita is obvious, it's clear, that the disagreement must be within the 10th Fahim. Because if we're talking higher than that, Higher than that is not Rehu Salvi as we said, higher than ten Fahim is not Ra Mai and now uh, what, what is going over here? What is the situation they are arguing, or oh, better to say, the bra said the he's bringing it, carrying it so what is the case Ilay if the price is being in a case where the person did the transferring, walking and carrying the object from private through public to private, so could you say that only under 10 he's going to be liable? But higher than 10, he wouldn't be liable? Yeah, maravillazar. Maravillazar said, we saw that Chavez. And if one carries out a load from domain to domain, even if it's above ten toachim, it's not reliable. Shekel Masa we learn this from the family of the Levim of chaos that they would carry the Mizbeach and the altar, the Mizbeach and the Alana Kwadesh higher than ten. So if somebody is walking and carrying even higher than 10, he's only level because he the person is walking, touching the righteous love him, so everything is connected. Rather, we are forced to say that we're dealing in a case that is when somebody threw it. And also continuing in this raisa, and and therefore, we have to say it was only under 10 that he's going to be liable. But but he was higher than 10. Then he's going to be exempt. So going back to Raba's question, we see that this is the answer. They're arguing regarding the case lower than 10. And in the principle, whether something is being captured. The air is considered to capture something or not. I just thought about a a question. Give me just one minute. Yeah, because that that was my question. How do we know that we're talking under ten? Because the words ratio sarabim. So ratio sarabim needed to imply that had to be within ten Fahim from the floor. And that's why the, the Gemara says, in which circumstance only when it's within ten Fahim that, that you consider ratio sarabim to be liable or not? Only when it's throwing. Because if he's walking even higher than Tent he should be liable. Okay? So this is the way Shmamina. We're moving to page A4. So Rav Nuna concluding from here that this was the answer to the question of Rav. So indeed, they are arguing under 10. And that is actually the argument. According to Rav Kiva. we, we said the principle of Kluta contained and according to Hohamni, we don't say it. And therefore, we also conclude, but higher than 10, even Abekiba would agree that he's going to be exempt. And we do not learn throwing from handing over. But then, Pliga de Rabbi Lozar says the this way of Radomnuna and Rab Yosef and Rabba of learning the Mishnah is in disagreement. With the way Rabbi Lazar learned it, the Amar afilo No, Rabbi Kiva would indeed say that the person is liable even if he throws the object higher than ten Fahim from the ground. Now, So then, how does he learn this Braisa from Rabbi Mnuna? Ravnuna brought a proof from the Braisa. The words of the Braisa that it said it passed through public domain itself, and from that you learn that must have been within ten Fahim of the ground. <laughs> so actually, from the word itself, Atsma, that's where we learned that it had to be within intent Fahim, but then what does Raviolaza do with that word, Atsma? <laughs> you're right. The situation that had to be a ratio Sarabi Matzma within 10th Fahim, Is not because otherwise Rabbi Kiva would agree that he's going to be exempt. No, it's just to show you the degree of the Chachamim, how much they hold that a person is going to be exempt. That even when he's below 10, according to the Chachamim, he's going to be exempt. So according to Rabbi Lazar, there's two arguments over here that according to Chachamim we don't say kluta but according to Rabbi Kiva, we do say kluta contain and the second argument according to Chachamim, we don't learn throwing from handing over but according to Rabbi Kiva we do so he learns two arguments between Rabbi Kiva and Chachamim, and not like we saw previously the Pligar there are Bar and also, eh, Rabbi Lazar doesn't go like Rabbi Eliezer bartovi Why? Because Rabbi Eliezer Bar kol said, According to, to him, if the object was flying lower than three Fahim from the ground, over there, Chachamim agree that he is liable. Because over there, we do say Kluta contained. And that's what we're going to see also soon, the concept of lavud that lavud is like a connection. So definitely winning three Tfakim from the floor, everybody in the Hohamim agree that is considered was contained under, uh, uh, contained by the Dushu Sarabim. And also according to Hohamim, is going to be liable. But according to him, to Rav no like higher than ten Everybody says it's going to be exempt because we don't say, not, not even Rav Kiva, that we don't learn throwing from handing over. Only Mishlosh only when the object went flying between 3 Tfahim and 10 Tfahim, that is the argument that according to, 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 to Rav Kiva, the principle of a kluta, of being contained, goes up until 10 Tfahim, as we explained. And according to Chachamino, only until three tfahim. and the very same way of learning of Rav we find in a Braisa. The Braisa says, within three Tfachim, according to everybody, Chachamim Kiva, the person would be liable. But higher than ten, everybody agrees that he's exempt. And it's only over here prohibited rabbinically. And nothing to do because there's a righteous sarabim in between them. Yesterday I mentioned even from my house to Anthony Schneider's house. Also rabbinically will be prohibited unless we have an error. But if both houses are mine, or, some, or both houses are Antonish Schneider's, then even Lechadkila would be okay, and even if there's a ratio's arriving in between, I could throw from one private to another private, flying over a rabbi, as long as both properties are owned by the same person. And only Mishlo Sora, but only from three Tfachim, up to ten Tfachim, is where there's the argument, Ravikiyah holds it's going to be liable, as we explained, his kluta is contained, and according to the sages, is not contained. Okay, the Gemara says like this, Omar Mar, the master said in a brisa, if both the private domains belong to the same person, then it will be permitted to throw from one to another, says the Gemara, the rab, Shall we say that this is in refutation to what Rav said? The Itmar, it was taught in, a, in, in the regarding the following case. Shnei batim, There are two, house, two houses in the two sides of a public domain. So Rav of Rav of said name of Rav. is forbidden to throw from one private Flying above a public domain to land in another private. And even though they are from the same person, Amar, but according to Shmuel, it's permitted. So we saw in the price that it was permitted. Let that price have be a refutation against Rav. Says so the Geborah now. have having we not already explained? That the situation between Rav and Shmuel is dealing in, in a case keg'on de Metate That the reason why Rav says is forbidden, because the two houses, the person throwing from one roof of the house to the other roof of the house, one was higher than the other one. The zim nafal, and because they weren't in the same height, so then according to Rav, it could happen. That sometimes he will miss and what he threw ended up falling down in the public domain and the person the thrower will come to bring it from the public into the private domain by mistake and that is because we were in different heights but rab would agree and that is the price if, that, if both private domains belong to the same person and both of them are in the same height even you have a robin running in between of them you can throw from one to the other. The Gemara wants to know what is the source of this? Omale Ravhiza Ravamnune. Not for this, for, for the Lavud. Ramila Ravamnuna Ravchiza. So Ravchiza said to Ravamnuna, and some say that was Ravamnuna said to Ravchiza. Minani milsa the RAVANAN From where do we know this matter? that (laughs) Kol Pachos Mishlosha Kelabu that the said, as we just explained, we just explained, that within three Fahim from the ground, is like extension from the ground. O'Malei, so he replied to him, Leti shef For sure in those days, it's not like today, that you can have a street, Everything paved smoothly. In those days, it was impossible for a public domain to be planned with planes and to look so nice and so smooth. So therefore, you need some uh, consideration when it goes up and down That is still part of the ratio Sarabim. So therefore, up until 3 tfahim, 30 centimeters, we say it's still ratio Sarabim. But the other one challenged that, Yahi, Shloshanami, hold on, if your reasoning is because it's impossible for the public domain to, free, to be flat, so from where did they get three tachim? why not even four, if <laughs> you have a little bit of a, of a more higher going up and then down, well, from where did they get three tfakhim? Vesuah, there's another question to your explanation. It says regarding a sukkah, if somebody was putting the sorry, the wall of the sukkah, he had a frame, and now he's covering the frame of the wall, but he's coming from up down. The word le shel is like in the, modern, in the modern Hebrew word, shil-shul, that everything just comes down. So le shell is bringing a wall from up down. So this person is making his sukkah, and he's putting the walls from up down. So says of Mishnah, If when the wall starts coming down, there's, there's a space higher, three tfahim or higher, higher from the floor, from the ground, he didn't make it all the way to the ground, three tfahim or no more, p'sula. The sukkah is invalid but if it goes a little bit below three then the sukkah is valid so um, so over there certainly it's not it's not because uh, like in the ratio of Arabism, it cannot be flat what's have to do with make the sukkah kosher or not so Whatever it was either of his or of Amnuna, answer in the following way. As a tama, you know why over there less than three in three or less, it's okay? Mechitasha gdoim bokimba. When it's higher than three, it's invalid because it's a partition, it's a wall that kids, little goats, little zois, can easily penetrate from the side. So therefore, once is not the whole point of a partition of a wall is to stop things from coming in But if a little animal can just go in It wouldn't be a proper wall, and that's why it would be invalid Says Okay, you answer properly Why in this case? It wouldn't be okay But the Malo Michael but we also find the, the find the the concept of 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 three fahim in the higher part of the wall, so they bring in the photo number fifty nine few examples that you can make the wall by ropes and if you leave less than three fahim between every rope, that is considered an laic wall and over there was was to do with the, with the kid not walking by and also the schach another alaha has to come all the way to the wall but if there's air less than three of air between the schach and the wall it's valid three or more it's already possible so, so over there what has to do with anything you told me before nothing to do that the ratio having has to be flat or cannot be flat or for a goat what over there is for a for a vampire for a bird uh, not coming from a ver- bird not coming from up down obviously not. Rather says the "Ela Rather, this principle that anything less than three is considered labud ilah hasagmi It's really an alaha that comes from Moshe Mitzrayim. Alaha Moshe Mitzrayim is an oral Torah, this principle of three Tfahim. Okay, now the Gemara is gonna change and we also saw this in the chapter one. Torah Banan, Now is the other way around than our Mishnah. In this new case you have two Reshus Arabim and in between of them, you have a rishus ayachid, a house. So, Rabbi Mechai bechamim potim. According to Rabbi Danasi, if somebody throws from the rabbim and goes flying through the yachid and lands in the rabbim on the other side, according to Rabbi Danasi, he's going to be liable for transgressing tsar And according to the sages, he's going to be exempt. Now, Rabbi Shmuel Demeter Value. Rabbi Shmuel both clarifies Rabbi the Nazi opinion Rabbi He will only be liable according Rabbi the Nazi if that private domain in between them had a roof. Nebrinam beisa ke'mandemaliadami, and this is an logic principle similar to the one we saw before by Rav of kluta of contained. So when when the Yahid, when the private domain only has walls, then there's nothing to, to say why the object flying through it should be considered inside of the private. He's just flying past it. But if he already has a roof, then we look at this as if it would be full. Like it's dark and full and obviously had to go from one window and go from the other side of the other window and the other side. But we look at the house, if it's full of, obviously not articles, but there's something over there. And therefore, he's going to be liable. But if it doesn't have a roof, even according to Rabbi, he wouldn't be liable. Now, uh, the Gemara brings an addition to this price. So they said, He said, when Rabbi said that a person is liable, he is not only liable for one transgression, he did two birds with one stone, literally. He did two transgressions in one throwing. Why? One was when he went out, but also when he went into the house, he started in public. So he went from public to private. According to Rabbi Vyadanaxia, Nasi, is considered kluta in a way. Contained in the Yochil. so that was Ahnasa. and then when he went out was otzar, so he's liable for two for two korbanos. But after he said that, he himself Rav Hanna, had a question on that. Yes, if Rav Chana the so he had a question on what he just had said. He said de Revi Does this mean? That according to Rebbe, a person can be liable to two animals, to two hatos, when he transgresses in the same lapse of awareness, the av and the tolda. We saw it yesterday that the reason why the Torah tells us the different, uh, well, the oral Torah tells us what are the different avos melachos it was because according to hahamim if a person does simultaneously or or with the same, same lapse of awareness, the Av of the melacha and the Told of the melacha, he will only be liable for one animal. So we saw it also yesterday that is written in the Pasuk of Moshe Otza. Uh, yeah. they, the people brought things for the Mishkan from their private homes to Moshe Rabbeinu's tent, which was public. So that is the Av bring it from private to public and then the Gemara said that how do we know uh, from public to private so there was reason was as far but that the Gemara said yesterday we saw it in the previous day that, that is only the tolda so even if you tell me he did two things over here but was the av and the tolda and according to Chachamim, when somebody transgresses the av and the tolda he only brings one hatas, so why did he say, uh, a yeah, Rabbi, the name of Shmuel, should be liable for two? That is the cash. And maybe you say, we saw it yesterday, that Rabbi holds like Rabbi Eliezer. Remember, and also Shmuel, you have that in the first page of Avakama that according to Rabbi Eliezer, yes, a person is liable if he does the Abba and the tolda separately for two animals. Maybe Rabbi holds like Rabbi Eliezer, but the Gemara is going to prove that not. Ratania, Rabbi Oymer. we saw this russia previously. Dvarim, Hadvarim, Hele Advarim. So remember, the word Dvarim, Dvar is one, Dvarim plural is two. Then the letter He, Ha, Dvarim adds one more. And then the word Ale is Gematria 36. Aleph is one, Lamid is 30, He is five. So you have 3 plus 36, he comes up to 39. So Rabbi is making this drasha. When Moshe Rabbeinu told at the beginning of Pasha's Vayakel to the Jewish people, Helead varim So says Rabbi, These were the, and this is Rabbi Nasi. These are the 39 melachos that Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu in Mount Sinai. And the only reason why we need to know that there were thirty nine Melachos, what would be the Allahic implication? It's exactly this point. For the Khahamida hold that if a person does the Av and the Tolda at the same time, he's only liable one. And that's what we need to know. There were only thirty-nine. So we see Rabbi holds that principle that even you do the av and the tola, you only level for one. So how can they say, in that act of throwing, he's going to be level for two? So that was the kasha of, who was Rav Hanna? Omlai, Rav Yosef. So Rav Yosef told Rav Hanna, eh, you have a point. Mar'ah, Masnila. You actually thought that Rav the name of Shmuel Sen regarding that case, that a person will be liable for two? And therefore, Kasha lay the rabbi of the Rebbe. And that's why you're asking a Kasha, a seeming contradiction between that teaching of Rebbe and this teaching of Rebbe. And then we learned that that what Rabbi Uda, Shmuel said, that he's going to label for two, it wasn't going on Rabbi Uda Nassist case that we just saw. It was going on a different case altogether. That was said regarding Rabbi Uda. Which Rabiuda the government is about to bring us uh, the Mishnah? Masnidan. So, in respect, what Rabiuda holds actually is a price The Loka Shalan, and therefore we have no difficulty. Why? The Tanya is to- been taught in the Tanya. It's like this. It's a different case than what we saw previously. It's going back to somebody throwing from a private domain to a public domain, okay? the Abar Arba Amos Bereshios Arabi. Look what interesting thing over here. The person throws from his house that is private to the public domain. But not only it landed right outside of his house in the public, he went flying another four Amos and not only after that he landed. So according to Rabi Yudem, Rabi Yudem Mechayev, Rabi Yudem is saying he's is liable with Chachamin Poitrin and Chachamin say he's is going to be exempt, this is the price, now I am a Yudem, I am a Shmuel, now this is the famous teaching of Shmuel, Mechayev by Yudem, no Rabi Yudem Nasi, Rabi Yudem, Rabi Yudem, Rabi Yudem, Rabi In this case, Rabi Yudem, says that the person is liable for two hatos, why? Ahaz Mishum one for changing domains from private to public and Ahaz Mishum Avara and the second one because the object traveled for Amos in public domain and we've seen that many times that carrying something for Amos in public domain you're liable also for Otsa. So this guy, again in one go, he did two transgressions. So that is what Rav Yosef said, that on that said Shmuel, he's liable for two. And how we know that that is the argument of the Brisa? This is If you think, Chada Ode Mechayev, that Rav Yudah would only be saying that he's only liable for one, and then you would be forced to learn that the Chachamin that disagreed with the and they say he's exempt would mean to say that he's completely exempt. <laughs> How can that be? How can Chachamin say that somebody that throws from private to public, he's exempt? You cannot learn the Risa like that. Rather, we are forced to learn the Braisa the way we learn it. The Gemara is going to challenge Rav Yosef. Why are you forced to learn like this? Maybe I can tell you how to learn the Braisa. Going back to what you said, that it's not possible to say that he's only uh, Rav Yudah, uh, obligating, saying he's liable for one? Yeah, maybe, yes, he's liable for one. And I can tell you that according to Chochamim, he's completely exempt. And But you ask me, how could he according to Hohami, complete, could be completely exempt if he did a transferring from private to public? What could be the case? And arabim. Then, uh, the person said, "I intend to throw this, but my intention is that once it goes out of my house, it should completely already uh, rest in the public domain." Well, there came a flaky. Uh, but it didn't happen like that. That's what he intended. He said, I'm throwing this and I want it to be right next to my fence in the public domain, right next to my fence. And he went flying another four ammoys. That's not what he wanted. And this is what they are going. According to Rabi Uda, in the instant that left the private, already in the airspace of the public, Rabbi Udaḥolz like Rabbi Kiva, his teacher, we say kluta, we say contained, and it did, it happened. So look in the footnotes. Some say, did it need to happen physically? Did he mean to say it should happen logically? But you can learn it like that. That at the end, what he wanted to do, it happened because logically, as soon as he left the private domain, it's being contained in the airspace of the public domain. So, that's why he's liable. We do say that something contained in the airspace of a domain is legally viewed and he has come to arrest over there. So therefore, according to Rabbi the, the person had fulfilled his intent. But according to the Chochamim, they hold, kluta We don't say this principle of contain, and therefore, it never happened. What he intended, it wasn't fulfilled. And that's why he was completely exempt. But don't say, Rabbi Yosef, that according to Rabbi Yosef, he would be liable too. Again, Orbraisa is only arguing if he's liable one or none. But for sure, nobody would hold that he will have two, Because nobody is liable, according to Chachamim, if you do the Abba and the Tolda at the same time. The Gemara says, how can you say that that is the case of the Brisa? The Tanya, it says in the Brisa, Rabbi Yudah, Moiseb, Abba, Shevet, Via Medagdek, so uh, we saw also this previously in the parak seventh, in the seventh parak, that according to the Chachamim there are only thirty nine melachos, and we just saw the beautiful drasha of Rabbi Yudanasi, Hadvarim Hayile. Well, according to Rabbi Yuda there are forty one melachos. Why? Because Rabbi Yuda adds a sheivet ve'amidagdek. So in the list of the, the melachot that a person requires to, ma- to make a garment. So Rabiuda adds an extra two. And that, those are the, somebody lining up the warp threads with the rod. Maybe I'll leave you as a homework to look with the detail what it means. And the beating, the weft of the threads so according to him these are separate labors and according to hohomim and below Mise. what are you talking about lining up with the rod it's already included in the category of mounting the warp There was one of the 39 and also medagdek that you are saying are you beating the weft threads it's also included in the category of weaving so, according to hahamim there are only 39 and not 41. So, says the Gemara, my love, that they knew, they survived, they are the So, according to this understanding, when the Gemara wants to go back to prove that according to Rabiuda, a person would be liable if he does the Av and the Tolda, so according to this understanding, they think that Rabiuda is adding these two as told is, so the Gemara is saying my ladder is it not the case of the brisa when a person performs both of these derivative and the primary labors together the and therefore you learn from this brisa that indeed Ravida would say that if a person did a tolda together with the ab he's going to be liable for two says the gemara no Mimai. Why are you learning that according to Nabuda, the two things that he added, he added them on the level of a tolda? Dilma deadala le Perhaps the, the Braiser refers when one perform this labor alone and this labor alone. I'm sorry. I am sorry, I, I'm not sure at this stage already that send the both are abos or initially you're saying Maybe he did it in different times. But Rabbi told tolda Bemakomav mechayim. And Rabbiuda does not hold libel to a separate hatas for a tolda when he also did it with the Av. the And this is the Machlaikes. The Rabidah Savah. Yeah, yeah. This is this when the Gemara comes to that uh, conclusion. According to Rabiuda, ani any avos Ninu, According to Rabiuda, these two are also Avos. And they are altogether forty one. But and he told us he knew. According to Hokamino, these are told us and they are considered part of the previous two that we just saw. So that that's that is the argument in the briser. According to, to Hakami, even if he does both of them in the same lapse of awareness, they are one and the same, you wouldn't be liable for two. According to Rabiuda, they are separate Avos. So if you do both of them, even in the same lapse of awareness, because they are two separate Avos, you will be liable for two. But Rabiuda wouldn't be, make a person liable for doing the tolda and the Av of the same tolda. Teida! And the Gemara is going to prove this. The Ketani Rabiuda Moshe, Because in that price it says, after Chachamim gave the list of the 39 Melachos, the Brisa says that Rabiudah Moisif, that Rabiudah came to add to the list of the Chachamim. Yambres Bishlamah Ado is, if everything goes well, when you say that according to Rabiudah, these two are Ados. So then the word Moisif, my Moisif, Moisif abos, he came to add to about to primary labors. So it goes, it wo, it wo, it goes well. Elayam restol doy to But it won't tell me that alcohol to this way when it told us derivatives, my The word, and he came to add, it doesn't apply over there because, because then. I think because he wants to tell us that if you do all of them at once according to Hohamim, the maximum hatas you can come to be liable is 39. And according to Yudah, he came to tell us no you, you if you do all of them including those extra two you're going to be able to come to 41. According to Hahamim the maximum number of hatas a person can be liable in one go is 39. And according to Rabiuda, he came to be Moisive. no no, you can come up to even 41. And that is why he said Moisiv. Yeah. Okay, so just to end up this topic, Itmanami was also uh, stated by Rabam Baraby Yosef Damit Arbayu, Lo no, Elahas. They also teach that according to Rav Yehuda a person if he does the tolda and, and they are in the same goal he will only be liable for one Korban. now after we went, went all this and the Gemara basically rejected Rav Yosef nevertheless the Gemara wanted to understand how could Rav Yosef think like this Rabin asked to Rabashi, mekara. According to what we thought initially, the Mihayevaya Rav Yudashtayim, that according to Rav Yuda, a person can be liable for two And the case was that he threw the object and he will be liable Because went from private to public and then another liability for flying another exo for in the public itself for how could that be? if he wanted the object to be there so uh, four amos into the public domain then he didn't want it to be right outside of his house and if he wanted it to land right outside of his house he didn't want it to be four amos away so we know that you need intent and four amos is a big difference from landing from place to place so in principle, it was nice to say that, but in, when it comes to Allah Le intent, a person cannot be having an intent for this, either should be intend to fall here or to fall four hours away. O'Malley, he answered to him, is the case when the person throw it, and he said, I don't care where it landed, as long as it lands in the public domain, wherever it pleases, it's fine. So, therefore, it's origi- his original intent is fulfilled no matter where it landed. Okay. Just to end up today with Moralaha, the Gemara says like this Pshita, in some level, is clear for them. A person was already in the public domain and he wanted to throw an object, but initially he wanted to go flying Atamos but he wasn't able he miscalculated and instead of going eight amos, only went four amos. so says the Gemara that's clear for us he's going to be liable even though his intent wasn't accomplished but why is he liable because we compare it to somebody that says a Mishimoin somebody wanted to write the word Shimon and he only wrote the first two letters Shem. So we saw it already previously that the minimum amount of writing to be liable is two letters and because these two letters form a name even though Shem is the name name but also Shem the son of Noah. So by already writing a proper name with two letters, even if he didn't end to the full name Shimoin, he's going to be liable. So uh, so he already wrote, and therefore he's going to be liable. But what with the case? And so the same thing over here. So that's why over here, he wanted to throw eight and it only came four, is half the distance is similar to half of the name and is liable. Now, this cabin is called card of the but in the case that somebody wanted to throw the other way around, only four, and it went flying an extra four, altogether eight. Now, so what do we say? Me and a Apiglay, we say that nevertheless, he moved it the minimum amount and therefore he's liable or maybe we say but at the end he wanted to to land in a different place nowhere where the end of landing not so far away eight Amos, so maybe his intent wasn't fulfilled and therefore he wouldn't be liable says the gemara belava inu de ama agle rabashi the Gemara says, isn't this exactly what Rabina told of Ravashi, that a person shouldn't be liable because his intent wasn't accomplished? The Amaleh, and the only way to explain Rabbi Yehuda, was in a case that the person said, Only in the case where the thrower says, wherever it lands, it's okay, only then he's gonna be liable. But in both of your cases, he shouldn't be liable. Even the one you said, Pshita, it's clear for us. He shouldn't be liable either. But the khambre is, that's what the government is about to say. Arei, cause me, shimon. And you compare it to somebody that wrote the two letters, Shimem when he wanted to write the name shimon. And just like over there, he's gonna be liable. Also, over, there, over here, when he went to throw eight and only landed in four, he's gonna be liable. Midami says, How can you compare it? Asam kamadaloksiv shem lo le shimon. Over there, uh, as, long, uh, as long as the name shem is not written, the name shimon cannot be greeting. Meaning to say, when somebody has the intent. To write the name Shimon, every letter he's writing, he wants to write that letter. Shin, mem, he wants to write those letters. But over here, aha, kama de losari karba, lo miserkele Tamnia. kama de losari karba, lo misericele Tamni. Like when a person is only throwing four so it's not like writing because when you wanted to land in a distance you don't need to fly the first four some change of a hidden understanding because you might argue that yes but some other explain no He's looking at where does he want it to the the ikari is not the traveling is the anaha so in writing Every letter of the process is needed, the shin and the mem. In throwing, one we'll look at the place of resting, of the anaha. And if somebody wants it to rest in eight amos, if it, ends up, if, it, if it ends up resting in four amos, that's not what he wanted. So, since the Gemara, you cannot compare both cases.